Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alongside Tanner Hendrickson, Graham Francis, I'm Alex Ferrario, BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. As always, you can text us on our Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. But you can also head over to our live YouTube page as we are up on YouTube. We've got the cameras in studio. You can check it out at 101 ESPN STL on YouTube. And now we head to our phone lines and welcome in one of my favorites. He is Lou Korak, NHL.com Blues Insider, who was positioned out at Prospect Camp all weekend long at the Centene Community Ice Center and has plenty of players to discuss. Lou Ball, let's jump into the one that I saw so many times on social media and then, of course, caught him uh, Monday when I was out there. Dalibor Dvorsky, the first round draft pick, 10th overall by the Blues in this previous draft. He seems to have a lot of people talking about him, which means that prospect camp went really well. Yeah, I think people want him signed already. Probably <laughs> signed to a long-term extension. Let's uh, let's get Doug Armstrong uh, at the table and uh, get get the pen and paper and ready to get him signed. Yeah, he became a fan favorite real quick, guys. It's uh, I'll be honest with you, and and I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I'm I'm telling you, every time it seemed like I saw the puck on his stick. I can't recall, you know, and I get it. He's going up against his own peers here, but I can't recall him really doing anything wrong. Where you're just like, oh, don't do that in the NHL, buddy. But it, it it was amazing. I mean, just the talent level alone, I'm I'm really impressed. And this kid seems very guarded and humbled by everything that he dealt with there, and and being a part of that. And I think he just understands this is. This is the first step to his journey towards the NHL. He embraced it. Um, he got a lot of oohs and ahs, I'll tell you that. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of applause from, uh, I might say, I was really impressed, guys, with, with, with the crowd that was out there. And each and every one of them, I'll tell you, they noticed who number 54 was out there. And get used to that because right now he's wearing number 54. Right. So, so Lou, uh, just as a follow-up, because I'm unfamiliar with how this would go, but because he was playing in Sweden and he's 18 years old, if they signed him to a, a contract, an entry-level contract, and he didn't play at the NHL, he could play in the American Hockey League, correct? Or would he just go back to Sweden with his entry-level contract? That's a good question. I, I believe he would go back to Sweden anyway. Gotcha. And that that's the whole – in asking him, that, that's, that seems to be his intent anyway because he is I, – I think he understands that playing over there has been very beneficial for him even at this young age because, listen, quite frankly, he's playing against grown men over there. And it's going to give him a taste of what – not exactly because obviously – the best players in the world are over here in the NHL. Let's make no mistake about it. But playing against, you know, the kind of caliber that you're going to see over here, 
is what's going to prepare him over there to better transition to life over here. So I think making that jump right away into the A would be a little bit uh, would be a little bit of a humbling experience for him. I think it's it's better for him to be over there and to experience that. He said he he chose Sweden because that's that's the path he feels is best for him right now. I mean, he's a Slovak kid. He could have played in any one of the Slovakian pro leagues over there, but he chose to go to another country to better himself. And uh, you can already see he's 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 very intelligent, uh, very mature for his age, and. Uh, He's very appreciative of having this opportunity to get started, and uh, I think he wants to make a good mark on the Blues because the one thing that stood out to me is he wants to impress those that he said believed in him. Lou, another one of the top prospects for the St. Louis Blues, Zachary Bolduc. Doug Armstrong mentioned it before the draft, how in his first camp with the Blues, he was impressed with him. Last year, he thought he had a down camp. What did you make of Zachary Bolduc at prospect camp this past weekend? It wasn't bad. I mean, you can – Definitely tell. And in talking to Tim Taylor yesterday, he even said, he goes, he looks taller to me. And, you know, I don't know, maybe these guys know better than we do, but uh, they they said he checked in at six foot last year and they thought he came in at six one. I, I, you know, I don't know if one inch makes that much of a difference, but I can certainly tell in just his physical stature, he's bigger. And I think he understood that he had to get to that area in order to be a more of a well-rounded 200-foot player. And you hear that all the time, 200-foot player, being on, being more sound and fundamentally better on the other side of the puck when you don't have it. And I talked to him about that and asked him about that. And Craig Berube was pretty blunt and honest with him, guys, last year when he told him he's not ready. You're not ready. This is what you need to work on. This is who you need to be. And that, for some guys, that can be, you know, a humbling experience because – you know, you know where you're coming from the queue and scoring 50, 55 plus goals regularly, and you are the man. You know, now you're being told you're not good enough to be here. Well, how are you going to take that? And I think he took it the right way because he even told me the other day when I talked to him, he understood what he needed to do to go back to better his game. And what, you know, I, I think he got the proper coaching in it too because, you know, being under the tutelage of a guy like Patrick Waugh, who understands, even though it's from a goalie position, he understands what it takes and who you have to be and what you have to become in order to be an NHL player. And I thought that was really good for him to experience what he experienced this year, not only winning the Q, but winning the Memorial Cup as well and being a prominent player doing so. We're talking with Lou Korak, NHL.com Blues Insider. You can follow him on Twitter at LKorak10. Uh, Lou, we talked about this earlier in the show. When you talk about Snuggaroon and Bolduke and Dean and now Dvorsky, they got a lot of forward talent in their system, but defensively, maybe not as much. Were there defensemen that stuck out to you at this prospect camp? For a couple, and, you know, obviously right off right off the hop, you know, one of their three first-round selections, I thought Theo Lindstein handled himself very well. Uh, he's another one that's going to go back to Sweden and play in, in the Swedish Pro League over there, which is good. And, again, going to prepare him just like it's going to prepare Dvorsky to make those next strides to get here. I thought uh, Marc-Andre Godet handled himself very well here as well. Uh an offensive-minded guy scored some nice goals uh, in the scrimmages that they played. Thought he was a good puck handler. And uh, Michael Butchinger, I, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. I've heard it a few different ways. Uh, um, Tim Taylor spoke of him yesterday. Uh, 
feels like, you know, he's one of those players that's caught their eye as well. So there are a few guys there that, you know, you're, you're definitely going to be following through the ranks. It's, it's a shame we didn't get to see Quentin Burns, who was uh, one of the third-round picks that they had in Nashville last week. Uh, wasn't able to be in here because he's battling through some injury. But uh, they do have a couple of guys. They took Paul Fisher in the draft last week, uh, Matt Mage in the draft last week. So some guys that are going to be coming through in the pipeline. But, you know, guys, when you, when you talk about defensemen, they obviously develop, uh, I don't want to say at a slower pace, but, it, but it's – but it's more of a challenging uh, route to get to the NHL to me than it is for forwards. So you're going to hear some of these names down the road, but there are some guys there that you feel like uh, that maybe somewhere down the line here are going to be uh, factors for this franchise. Lou, I want to move away from prospects camp because over the weekend as well was NHL free agency and the blues weren't major players. And I think we all kind of expected that they're, one deal that at the NHL level on a one-way deal was Mackenzie McEachern signing him to a two-year deal. And Kevin Hayes was the only other acquisition so far from the St. Louis Blues this offseason. Do, do you think they're done? Do you think that we can kind of put a wrap on the Blues offseason? Or do you think Doug Armstrong still has something up his sleeve? I always seem to think that he has something up his sleeve because he never likes uh, to tip his poker hand. We've seen that a number of times. When you look at it right now, uh, on paper, you would think that they're done because really they have no wiggle room as far as the cap is concerned. The cap went up by a million dollars. It's not a whole lot for them to deal with, but you know they still have to get uh, Torchenko, who's an RFA. They have to get him under contract, and that's pretty much going to dry up the well as far as what they have in funds available. But if, if they are able to do anything, uh, money's going to have to move out, and we've already seen that, that – that was a little tougher than they anticipated and were hoping uh, with uh, the potential Flyers trade that was supposed to be bigger than what it actually came out to be. So that's going to be his biggest challenge uh, between now and September. He's got plenty of time to do something. But again, if you're going to bring somebody in here, and I think that, you know, to me, you still have to shore up that defense somehow, some way, uh, give it a different look because I don't know if that's going to be, you know, from a fan perspective, I don't think that's what they're going to want to see going into next year after what you went through with that group this year and to get them to believing that this can be a playoff team again. But from a forward perspective, I think they're pretty deep again. Uh, You know, you've got a guy in Kevin Hayes there that, you know, you're probably going to pencil in as your third line center. You can bump him up to a second line center if need be, but you know, I I think they're in good shape there, but I still think that he's got something up his sleeve. It's just going to take a little bit, of magic in order to get it done because quite frankly, the blues aren't the only ones in this position. There are other teams out there that, you know, are dealing with cap issues as well. It's just all uh, how you can maneuver around that and to be able to figure something out, which I think that uh, he's going to do. But if this is the roster right now today that they're going into next year, uh, they've certainly got some work to do. Where would you put them, Lou, if this is the roster going into the upcoming season in terms of the central division with the other teams? Where would you rank St. Louis? Uh, Well, definitely behind Colorado. Uh, Minnesota, I I still, you know, they've been a playoff team here, but it's, it's been a team that, you know, is kind of in flux right now like the Blues. They weren't able to do a whole lot. We they added Pat Maroon, you know, a couple of days ago. We all know about him uh, to, you know, give them some of that toughness back there. But I can, I can definitely see them if they're able to make the improvements and and show with the kind of lineup that they have. Because I certainly think even with everything that happened last year, I think they underachieved. 
because I kind of put them on par there with a Minnesota, and I just don't know if there's anybody else. I think Winnipeg, a playoff team last year, I think they've dropped back. You know, you obviously see them going through some transition here. So it it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to see this team even constructed as it is because I think some of these teams have fallen back for them to finish, you know, maybe behind a Colorado. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, but they could fall to me anywhere from, I'd say second down to maybe fourth or fifth. You just don't know. It's all, it's all going to be predicated on their performance. Did we expect that performance from them uh, on a regular basis last year? No, but it, it's, it's with basically the roster that you have now. Now you've added a couple of guys that you think are going to help improve that. So that's why I think there's the potential there uh, to be a playoff team again, but the right things have to fall into place for that to happen. Absolutely. Lubal, always great stuff, my man. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at LCORAC10 for all of your off-season information. And Lubal, I know you picked up that cowboy hat out in Nashville, so make sure you wear it proudly the rest of the off-season. <laughs> I will, and I, I, I should bring one in because I see you guys are YouTube rock stars now, man. How do I get an autograph from you from you celebrities? Well, don't worry. I have photo shots of, my, of me in my car. I will make sure to sign it next time I see you, Lou, but I'll put it in a frame just for you. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs> Have a you, good one. See you, Lou Ball. You too. That's Lou Korak of NHL.com, Blues Insider. Always great stuff from him. Again, on Twitter at LKorak10.